Kia from your Every Nation Southside family here in Papatoitoi, Auckland. You are now listening to a podcast from our church service and we pray that you will be blessed by it. For more information, please visit our Facebook page or feel free to contact our church office. As we go into this sermon series, we, I mean, behind me, if you can read it, we honor you, okay? And it's, um, we're coming, I mean, it's interesting, we're coming to the end of the year and um, we have... For us, our calendar, our church calendar, we actually have six more weeks of church, including today. Six more Sunday services. Um, for those who don't know, we usually we close up on a sun, uh, couple of you know, weeks. We close up for uh, Christmas and New Year and, and things like that because we take family seriously. And Bucky is saying, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Um, that guy's trying to push six weeks. Can we try and do six weeks? Now get behind me, Satan! No, you know, but, you know, we take family seriously, but we also take rest seriously because a lot of you volunteer on the church, you know, throughout the whole year. And here we are, um, this two-week series. It's only a two-week series, and, and it's a special one for me because it focuses on how we should honor God first, and then how we should honor each other, which we'll talk about next week, um, how we honor each other as representatives of God. And so every year, it's myself and my wife, Weens, uh, you know, since we've been pastoring this church, um, five years now, every year for those five years, without a doubt, we are so humbled by everyone who serves here. I, I kid you not. I mean, we, we, we never take you as volunteers for granted. You, you that serve, they come here on a Sunday morning, or even during the week when we've got other things happening. We don't take that for granted. I don't take that lightly. I come every Sunday morning, you know, and I see Otto and his team, and they're opening up, and they're getting, you know, ready to serve through ushering people to their seats, you know, with a, with a smile, I guess. And I see Thomas and his team setting up for the foyer, in the foyer, you know, and they're greeting people as they walk through the main doors, and you probably saw people shaking your hand, welcoming you in. And I see the kids' ministry. I mean, as soon as worship is finished, all the kids run out, right? Most of the church are our kids. <laughs> and so we see ministry leaders, and they're here early setting up the rooms for, for you know, either the creche, where some of your kids might be in, and the kids' classes. So why? So then our kids can cause havoc in there and not in here. You know, I see youth leaders getting, getting their rooms ready to run youth while you and I are sitting here in church right now. I, I see the sound and the media come in early in the morning, and they prepare this auditorium with, you know, with the PowerPoints and the song charts and the lighting and, and the sound for the music for us to enjoy worship. And I see the praise and worship team, and they rock on in with their, you know, with their own instruments at times, and they set up the stage behind me, and, and they warm up their, voc their voices, and they practice their songs before the service begins. And even after the service, man, we, we get treated, right? We get to be treated by the hospitality team once again, putting on what you would call a light spread, you know? A light spread of food for all of us to, to just go in and sit in the cafe and, and enjoy fellowship over this, usually over the amazing snacks that they've put together. These, these, and I see it, even those who serve as volunteers on, 
on our universities, with our ministry there on the campuses, and even in our holiday youth programs that happened, that's been happening over the year and a half now. All those that serve every month in this church on a Sunday or, like I said, during the week, man, I'm so grateful for your heart. And, and so I want to honor you today as I begin this two-week sermon series because obviously it's focusing on honoring in this house. And as followers of Jesus, our desire should be to honor God, and as followers of Christ, we honor Him because of what He did for us. I mean, He saved us, right? And we all have people in our lives that we honor, right? I mean, we, we may have a person that you honor, and, and it could be your boss um, growing, you know, in your work, and you could have someone that you honor, and it's, um, it could be someone that you grew up with. I mean, the Bible says honor your, your parents, right? Honor your mother and, and your father. And, and even that there, it's just, you may have, have some honor for someone that is a mentor to you as well. And so all of these things, you know, I mean, you may honor a celebrity, I don't know, your parents, your pastor, yet the most worthy of honor is God. Now, for myself, as a leader who works full-time in this church, these two weeks is to honor all those who volunteer, right, on a weekly or, or monthly basis this whole year. And I believe, you know, I believe that the people that serve, that have been serving, you serve because you know the importance of honoring and loving God. And this is one of the foundations, man, to our existence as Christians. And so today's sermon... Uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be too long. I don't think it's going to be um, something new. But I want to talk about how to honor God and what Scripture teaches us on how to honor Him. And I feel this is going to be something, like I said, many of you may have heard before. But I need you to listen, please. <laughs> I don't want you to shut off and think, ah, oh, yeah, that's what we do as an every nation church. Easier said than done because... As much I remember, I'd sit, you know, when I wasn't pastoring stuff, and, and I've been part of this church since it started. It's almost 20, 20 years next year, and been there in the beginning. And so you're, you know, as the years go on, you sort of get dry of hearing the same message. But I learned, you know what, you know why I'm bored of this message? It's because I'm not doing it. I'm actually not living it. And I, I got convicted. And so I do want you to, to hear my heart, you know, and I'm interested if people actually, you know, like I said, do what I'll be sharing today in their real, in your real lives. And so let me start with this question that I put before you today, and it's this. How are you honoring God? And so I pray with the short time that we have together, you know, reading some just a couple of scriptures. It's not we haven't we're not even reading much and and learning about what God uh, you know says about how we should honor Him. It will hopefully give us a good challenge, right, and a conviction. And that conviction, I hope, it will lead to opening our hearts to understand that it's God that deserves all the honor. And I have found in my myself in my Christian journey that it wasn't easy to honor God with my life because of, you know, so many obstacles that I've always had to face, even to this day. But I tell you this, it is doable. 
it is doable to honor him. And I mean, I stand here as a living testimony of how God can change a sinner to seriously follow him wholeheartedly with all my heart. Has it been easy? No. <laughs> Have I had to walk through some dark moments in my life as a Christian over these 20 years? Yes. But it's doable. And it was because of doing and walking through, you know, and here I am today, and, and, and I'm not sitting here to be boastful, because I'm still a sinner. But the thing is, I figured out how to honor God over these last 19 years of my life following Him. And so I've got these two basic points. This is the first point. This is how we can honor God, point one, and it's honoring God in worship. And I think one of the most highest forms of honor is worshiping God. And only God deserves, like I said, our highest worship. Matthew 15, verse 8, behind me it reads, These people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Now, this verse here, Jesus is actually talking to, to Jews, you know, to his culture, to his people of that time. But he, he was mainly targeting the Jewish leaders, you know, the teachers of the law, the Sadducees, the, you know, um, and, and, um, and these leaders that, that taught God's law to the local people. So he was targeting these Jewish leaders. And the thing with these particular Jewish leaders like, they were known to be the elite, right? And these elite leaders would look down on the common people because they were just seen as the holy men. But most of them were corrupt. And so Jesus, he's looking at them, and, he, and he's seeing these Jewish leaders that they are honoring God with their lips. But deep down inside, their hearts are actually far from God. Now, I've learned that my words, right, the things I say, whether here at the front, at pulpit, the words I sing maybe during worship, or the counsel that I may give when catching up with people for, you know, discipleship during the weekdays, the things I say to my kids at home, the things I say to my wife, the things I say to my wife in front of my kids, all of these words, it is my faith in Jesus that must go deeper than just my words and the things I say. My words, I tell you, my words won't mean much if my actions don't match up with honoring God. Did you hear me there? My words won't mean much or mean nothing if my actions don't match with honoring God. And so, how are you honoring God is our challenging question today. Because just maybe, right, okay, or just maybe, or maybe it's the people that are out there, not in this room. Some of us here today might be living like these Jewish leaders, the elite. You know, the, the leaders that Jesus was talking to in this verse. Your lip service to God is great, but your heart for God it doesn't match what's coming out of your mouth. The church, not just every nation south side, but the church in general, the church can be such an amazing place on a Sunday morning. 
I love being here on a Sunday morning. You know, honoring God together. And we're honoring God with our lips. But sad to say, many of us will honor Him here only and never live it outside these church walls. You know, in my early 20s, I, I remember, you know, growing up in church, and I was, you know, the church that I grew up in, and we, we had a youth group, and man, I loved every moment of that youth group. I loved being there every week. You know, I remember we used to have youth night on a Wednesday night, you know, uh, pretty much from 7 to 9 p.m., and we would have worship in there, and would do our style, and Nelly would be leading, and myself and Weens would be there. There's so many of us in there just worshiping, and, and we'd pack our church out because it was just a, a little youth service, and we'd bring our friends, and we'd just bring different speakers that would, just, that would come through. Man, I loved being there every Wednesday night, and I never missed it, like I said, because I, man, I enjoyed being in God's presence. Not only that, but I enjoyed being in fellowship just with other people of my age at that time. Yet, get this, as soon as I'd leave that place, I'd just get up, you know, to no good as soon as I'd leave there. It was like the youth group, it was like it was a safe haven, the safe haven for me to, to, be, to be in God's presence because I just knew and I'm sharing this for the first time. I just knew as soon as youth, the youth group would, would come to an end that night, I'd be straight back to my sinful ways and my sinful actions. Man, and I hated my life for doing that. It was eating me up as this young 22-year-old guy. And I remember I'd be worshiping God, right? And I'd be sensing his presence in, the, in those moments of our, our, our youth service. But you know, as I'd be worshiping, man, and I'd just be loving this time, this little voice in my head would just say, yeah, you go ahead with yourself. Make the most of your time here. Because we both know, as soon as you leave here, you're going to be back to your same old sinful ways. And that voice was right, because <laughs> I struggled, and I hated my life for doing that. And I would, once again, that verse, I would honor God with my lips, but my heart was far. It was far from a relationship with God. Why? Because my heart was not aligned to God's heart. The heart of God is for people. His heart is for you. And when you realize and, and you begin, right, hopefully to align our hearts to God's heart, you soon begin to just have a, a heart to honor, to honor Him. It just comes, and you, you, you have this heart to honor Him with the way you worship. And as you learn to worship in truth and in fullness, that is when most certainly, you know, the experience of the presence of God's holiness comes. I mean, you know, heaven is a definition of a holy place, right? 
And I think of the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, and it carries on and it goes, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, just like it is up there in heaven. And so when you are in the presence of God's holiness, and I believe, man, I tell you, man, I really believe and I felt that during our time of worship. I mean, didn't you? During just the music part of our worship, <laughs> just being in his presence. And I believe as we were worshiping in some of those songs, God was ministering to some of you in here. And I believe some of you were praying for some type of healing over your life when you were singing those songs. When we were singing scripture of Psalm 23, that you are not alone. <laughs> my rod and my staff, they comfort you. Surely goodness and mercy will be for, with me for the rest of my life. You know, these words that you are, you are singing over your life. Did you have a little glimpse of his presence at that time? I mean, I, I did. I had to stop a few times because there were onions that were just on the stage there. And so I had to stop for a moment because I just was in God's presence. So, you know, being in God's presence, it, it opens our hearts. It opens our hearts to hear Him in a personal way. But also, being in God's presence, it breaks strongholds in your life. It does. Man, <laughs> This, a lot of you know I'm, I'm sitting on this chair because my, my, my back has been injured. I think it's a lumbar sprain. Um, I don't need it anymore. I'm, I'm about 98%. And I still haven't gone to the specialist. Two weeks ago, the prayer team prayed for me. And I just stepped out in faith and started believing. Because I wasn't, you know, for those who don't know, I've been sitting on the stage singing. And I'll come down here and preach. But the pain has been 24-7. It hasn't, doesn't go away. And so I'm trying to preach and think about what to say with a smile on my face while I'm trying to hack this pain that's, that's you know, happening on my back. It's straining, in, you know, putting a strain on, on my leg. And when they prayed for me at prayer meeting, I just believed. And since the last two weeks, man, God has been healing it. And I've been standing on that promise. And so I hope that when I get to see the specialist in the next two weeks, it's done. And I'm believing that. Just being in his presence. There was no worship. It was just one of the leaders just said, oh, let's pray for you. Let's pray for you. Okay. I mean, isn't that amazing what God can do? I'm just sitting here because I feel cool sitting. I think I've just gotten comfortable sitting down. <laughs> I actually don't need it. But um, if you don't mind, I'm just going to sit anyway. But it only happens, right, being in his presence. Let me, let me make this clear. It only happens when you are truly honoring God in worship. And the only way it only happens is when you honor him, not just with your lips, but you honor him with your heart. And that's a challenging part for many of us in here. And so my next point I just want to add here is, Honoring God is a heart issue. Let me explain this. I mean, Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, right, there your heart will be also. Now, 
you can look at this and you think, ah, oh, yeah, that's talking about money. Well, I hear you. If you have no money, <laughs> come on, man, we all need money, right? The things that you buy, <laughs> the things that you own, it just shows where your money is spent. It shows where your heart is. It shows, where, you know, where your treasure lies. I mean, I'm not, so, but what I'm referring to in the scripture is just the things that we desire the most. Sometimes we don't desire God first. God is not our treasure. And that's a dangerous place for anybody that's a follower of Jesus. Let me remind us, you know, today, God's very own heart issue is for people, is for community, is for a church community, is for a people that love God and walk it out together. Yet, a very sad thought is, many of us Christians, the church, we're not even interested in others. We're not even interested about other people that don't know him. Because why is that? I think a lot of times it's because we're just too busy. We're too busy, meaning we're too busy consuming things for our own personal lives as Christians and our selfish lives. And some of us... You know, we, remember, I, I remember, I remember the days when, when we, you know, remember when you first gave your life to following Jesus? For some of you, it may have been a while ago, like myself. And as that young Christian, you were like a baby, you know, who needed to be sp spiritually fed and given, you know, spiritual milk, if I can put it that way. And it's like a child that, that needs to be looked after by their mum because, we, you know, we can't handle too much on our own in our, in our early Christian walk. And so by coming into the church back then, or even today, coming into the church as this young Christian, in the journey that you're walking through, you know, we are blessed by other Christians and, and we're fed and we're looked after spiritually and we're bombarded with just stuff, you know, stuff and blessings because that is what is needed when you're a new follower of Jesus. But as you grow, as a mature Christian, if you want to put it like that, the sign of maturity of a Christian is when you actually become this disciple of God who doesn't need to be fed like a baby anymore. You're not needing more stuff for yourself because you've got a few years under your belt now walking this journey for Jesus. So life in the church is good for you in a way. But sad to say, through even my years as a follower of Christ, there are so many Christians who still rely on spiritual baby food and spiritual baby milk, and they've been Christians for over 10 years or more. And the reason why they haven't grown in their walk is because they don't have a revelation that God's heart issue is about others. And I remember, I mean, honoring God means to be in right relationship with Him, and it starts with a state of being, not a state of doing. You know, a heart that is after God, it means that it's a heart that seeks God. It's a heart that is centered on God. It's a pure heart that, des that desires God and His will. 
You know, I've shared, I've shared this before, that when I was a Christian for, for quite some time now, and myself and my wife, we were newlyweds, and we had just started attending Every Nation, the church in the early stages, and we didn't have kids at that time. So I was, I was a Christian for a, probably a good two, almost two years or so by that, by that time. And one thing I didn't have as this Christian, as a Christian follower of Jesus, is I didn't have a heart for the lost, a Christian term. Or I didn't have a heart for, for the unchurched. It was weird. And so it was something that I needed to go away and pray about. To, I needed to go to pray to God to help me. And it was like, over time, during my, my time of praying, God, give me a heart for the lost. What does that even mean? What does that even look like for my life and the things that I do as a Christian in this church that is all about the lost? And it was like a miracle just happened. And then some re for some reason I just woke up and one day I just became passionate for the lost. And that was a miracle. <laughs> Honoring God is centered on the heart. And when it's centered on the heart, that is where compassion and kindness flow from. And I clearly re I've I remember that day when, when I just woke up and I felt, man, I've got a heart for the lost. I know what it means. I know, somehow I know how to do, do this thing. And I clearly, clearly remember that day because I always felt challenged in my personal life not having a passion to reach out to the unsaved for Jesus. Now, a growing Christian is one who will eventually, right, over time in their journey with Jesus, will, will then you know, will we'll think less of themselves and then they'll have a heart for others because they have this understanding of how to honor God with, again, aligning their heart to His heart issues, which is a love for others. And when we honor God for who He is and what He has done for your life, then it's from that point on, man, we have the privilege of being His hands and being his feet to reach out to others on his behalf. That's a warrior spirit. Fearless. Unashamed. Because guess what? If we don't go out to help the people that need help, like how you and I needed help back then, those people, they won't get the help they need, which is found in here which is found in the community, which is found in the people that love God. It's simple as that. Honoring God is a heart issue. I mean, 2 Corinthians 5, it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Isn't that cool? You're an ambassador. I'm repping Jesus. <laughs> I'm not afraid of it. And Jesus himself, instead of holding on to his privilege as this mighty God, he came down to earth and he took on humanity in the form of a servant, the lowest of the low, the poorest of the poor. Is that you out there? Yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> and instead of seeking his own desire and his own stuff, 
like we do as human beings, Jesus came down in order to serve more people. I want to read this quote. It's a, it's a well-known quote. If you don't know this theologian, his, his name is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He's a German theologian. Let me read this to you. I hope you can hear what he's saying. And this is what he says. We must be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. God will be constantly crossing our paths and canceling our plans by sending us people with claims and issues. We may pass them by because we're too preoccupied with our more important tasks. And as the priest passed by the man who had fallen among the thieves in Luke chapter 10, probably because he was reading his Bible, and when we do that, we pass by the visible sign of the cross raised in our path to show us that not our way, but God's way must be done. It is a strange fact that Christians frequently consider their work so important and urgent that they will allow nothing to disturb them. They think they are doing God a service in this, but actually they are disdain, uh, disdaining God's crooked, uh, crooked yet straight path. They do not want a life that is crossed, but it is a part of the dis discipline of humility that we must not spare our hand where it can perform a service and that we do not assume that our schedule is our own to manage, but allow it to be arranged by God. This whole week, this weekend, it's been full on for me. There's been so many left field things that have come. A lot of um, fires that I've had to, to put out with just different things, not just in our church, just with friends <laughs> that even don't go to church and people from overseas. And I'm, it's not even my job. <laughs> I didn't get paid to do any of that. And I feel like what, you know, uh, this theologian Dietrich is saying is like, that's not my issue. I've got other things. I've got my own church to worry about. Yet I can't just leave these people. <laughs> because I understand by honoring God, the heart issue is about people. And so if I learn to honor God that way, then I, I just do what he does. <laughs> and so as I finish, these are some of two, pretty much two ways of honoring God today. Honoring God in your worship and understanding that honoring God, it's a heart issue. Now you're probably thinking, bro, you were honoring us in the beginning of the service. <laughs> now it's like you're laying the smack down on us. I, wanna, I want to honor you, but before we do that, we, we have to understand how we should honor God first. Because I love how people serve in here. I love how you serve. But I want your heart, your heart's desire for God first. See, I'd rather you serve because of God. Don't serve because of me. Don't think, I'm just doing it because of Ulu. I don't like so-and-so, but I'll do it for Ulu. <laughs> what happens when you don't like me? <laughs> you gonna go to God? 
Let me tell you, go to God first. Go to God now. Learn how to honor him first so then it can filter down into this place. And that's why it's not a lay the smackdown sermon today. It's just laying a platform, a foundation for us to be reminded of honoring him. The importance. So let me finish by this question that we started with. How are you honoring God? I had to sit back and think about this myself. (laughs) I don't bring this here to put this on you because you're not doing a good job of honoring him. I put this up here because I was questioning this as I was preparing the sermon. How are you honoring God, Ulu? Yeah, you're the pastor. You know, you dress up on a Sunday. You sing and close your eyes and probably, because you don't know the words, you raise your hands and, you know, just, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you honor me. That's just lip service. Where's your heart, Ulu? Where is your heart in honoring me? And so I put that question to you as well. How are you honoring God? Let me get personal here as a church family. We do this together, right? How have you been coming, you know, have you been coming to church giving lip service to God in front of everyone to the point that it fools us all? But you know that your heart for God, it doesn't match with what is coming out of your mouth. Is that you today? And if that is you, I'd like to give you an opportunity, you know, as I pray. I'd I'd love to pray for you before you leave if if that's you. Let's be honest. I I think you know if it's you. (laughs) And because these very words I'm speaking may be convicting you right now, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you as as well, and I'm, I'm not trying to condemn you with this honor sermon, We need to understand how crucial it is as followers of God, as warriors for Jesus, as an ambassador for Christ, even he takes his honor very seriously. And how serious are you? How serious are you when you leave this place? When we're all dressed up, looking good. That's where I was challenged. And Jesus, the people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Look, man, I'm not trying to embarrass or expose you if that's you here today. However, it definitely is a time where you may feel humbled right now. Are you willing to take some humble pie this morning? I believe there are people in here today that through our worship time this morning, through the the, the song and the singing, or maybe through this simple word that's been shared today, God is knocking at your heart. He's calling you. And maybe for some of you here, it's time to come back home. And if this word is speaking to you, don't let this moment go by. Like I said in the beginning, I am so grateful for everyone in our church family that serve here every week 
or, you know, within the months, during and after our church services, yet the most worthy of all honor belongs to God. And just maybe, just maybe, some of us here today might be living like those Jewish leaders, the elite that Jesus was talking to in the verses I spoke on earlier. And that your lip service to God is great, but your heart for God, it just doesn't match what's coming out of your mouth. And if that's you, let me pray for you, please. But before I pray for you, just put everything aside. Because you're probably thinking, yeah, but I've got to give up this, and I've got to wrestle for this, and I've already been here, and I've already done this, and I don't know how to come back. Let's go back to baby steps. Is that cool? Even though you've been, you may have drifted, or you may have gone wayward, don't try to come back and, and start again at where you left off. I've been injured since July, so what, that's almost four months. Couldn't walk, you all know, had to sit, couldn't stand for longer than a minute. Um, it, was, it was so tiring from walking from here to the car. Most of my time, I, I would never walk into the cafe because it was just too tiring. And so I'd sit out here and just breathe <laughs> through the pain because I knew it was just too much energy to come and talk to you all. And the thing, what am I trying to say here? Just this week, pretty much, um, just yesterday or, you know, the last couple of days, I started training again. I haven't done nothing for four months because I couldn't walk. So coming back yesterday and, and, and going to a boxing session, uh, I had to start from scratch. You know, you, the pride in you kicks in for God, nah, I still got it all together. If I tried to do that, you I wouldn't probably be here. I'd probably be back in the bed. Praise the Lord, yes. Uh, you're on screen here with my pillow and my blanket. But I just knew I had to get my mindset that, Ulu, don't bots it. Have some humble pie and let that 50-year-old lady beat you. And let that 60-year-old guy outrun you, and he's going to turn back to you and say, oh, come on, young fella. <laughs> I felt like punching them. Do you know what I mean? It's coming back, but knowing it's a journey. It's a journey for me to go through this time of my life in my physical side. But for some of you in your spiritual life, you need to do the same come back <laughs> I don't know what that looks like right now but I'm going to pray for you if that's you so let's just bow our heads